I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. TLDR, you guys are awesome. Hmm. Sir Nicholas. What? What did the fish say when he swam into the wall? Uh, ouch. Damn. Oh, wow. Okay, you know hey, what? Getting a little PG on this one. Yeah, yeah. PG-13. <laughs> I like that one, actually. That one's a pretty good one. Not as cheesy as your knock-knock jokes. <laughs> and welcome back to TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunk in crime. Together, we are the Woodward Bernstein of the DSG. And Nicholas, I got to tell you, we've never Woodward Bernsteined more in our life. No, we haven't. We have. We've obviously last week. Uh, for those who who missed it, go make sure you go listen to the Benjamin Percy interview. If you're watching Excellent. us right now, I, I, um, you know, sure, watch us. But I would, if you if you have to make a choice, I would go listen to that interview, then come back and watch, rewatch this, or maybe even go listen to this when we put it in audio form up later in the week. But on top of Benjamin Percy, where we talked about Ghost Rider with him, which is out this week, which we will talk about more in a little bit. We just talked to the other day, Cy Spurrier who wrote Step by Bloody Step for Image Comics. That is out this week. Also talked to him about some of his upcoming work with Marvel as well, among other things. Uh, the Rush, which Joe has been reading and we'll talk about on the show at some point. I've had to wait on that. But, man, that was a – you know, it was a fun conversation. But what was so important for that one, and I, it was like a kind of like a glass-shattering, eye-opening moment for me. With with our interviews, like I, it, it enhances the, the the process for us when it comes to reading any of these books because we learn a little bit more about intent and all that stuff, and you get that in synopsis, sure. But with Step by Bloody Step, we liked this coming into the, the conversation with Sai, but then as we talked to him about it more because this is such a unique uh, book because there's no dialogue in this, for me, it really enhanced like looking back at it and thinking about the little stuff that we talked about. And I just, and I think for any of these conversations, it's done that. But that was one where it was like, wow, this is what's why I love these interviews so much that we do. Yeah. And I can't wait to go back and look at this one again. I looked at it several times leading into the interview because, as you said, there's no dialogue. So the, the story is told strictly through the art. And the art is absolutely gorgeous. It's uh, Mateus. Um, because of the B, we're terrible. This is this is yeah, no excuse on our part. It, I, yeah, I can't remember. But anyways, like the art is absolutely gorgeous. So this is a book that you're definitely going to want to read. That comes out this week. I would definitely check out the interview with Sysbury because he is just man. He's so smart, and and the 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 depth he goes into about the characters in this book and 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 writing and the and his process in general is absolutely fascinating. This was this was a fun one for sure. So the artist is Matthias uh, Bergara, which I believe there we go. Ah, nailed it. Yep, nice job. And then the colorist is uh, Matthias Lopez. So yeah. Uh, real yeah. tongue twister there with the artist and the colorist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. Uh, right after the rip, it's like which which switch. Um, but anyways, but yeah, the um, in the conversation about Nightcrawler and everything too, and Black Knight again talked about Marvel stuff that he's done and has coming up too. So some really cool stuff. Really enjoying. Um, you know, the work that he's been doing at Marvel too. And, you know, I was bummed we didn't get to talk about Constantine because I did want to talk about his run and, you know, what he liked about the character a lot. I did talk about that one on the show, not, um, not on as an individual episode. Cause I've already done, you know, I did Constantine like right at the beginning, but I did talk about that issue to issue. And I was really disappointed when his run end, ended because I just felt like he was really in tune with the character and like all the shit that goes wrong with the character, like around him. Yet somehow every time Constantine kind of comes out, like 
he still kind of you know comes out smelling a little shitty, but he's like he's fine, like he's all right. Like we move on, we move forward, and it's like this is my life, and you know this is why I don't get close to people because they always get screwed in the end. So we forgot to ask him his thoughts about Zadarsky uh, popping into the X Men writers yeah. room. I thought I, that thought did cross my mind because he said how they were a close knit group, um, yeah. and I was like, yeah. And then clearly we found out that you guys don't like outsiders coming in at all because <laughs> Percy had some vile things to say about Chip Zdarsky. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was really fun, and um, we can promise you all this that we are not done. Um, just a matter of uh, you know, we'll keep your papers popped. If you don't follow us on Twitter already, make sure you do because we may be announcing some other people that are joining us, you know, in the near future. And make sure if you're watching us now too, and you haven't already subscribed to us on our audio channels, whether it's uh, you know, GWW Radio, sound, that's their SoundCloud or Apple, um, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, Stitcher. And uh, you can also find us on YouTube as well when you search TLDR Comic Book Club. And make sure, if you you know, a, a fellow comic book reader, you tell a friend because they're going to really enjoy it because we give you guys everything that you could want, including what's new. But I'd be jumping ahead if I go to what's new. we got to do catching up first for this week. What do yes, you got? Yes, we do. So uh, I caught up on a couple books. Uh, I started Heathens by Cullen Bunn. Read the first issue. Okay, nice. Enjoyed it very much. So I, I plan on, I think, issue four drops this week. So I want to. I'm going to read two and three ahead of that. Uh, X Men number eight continues to be excellent. Um, Orphan and the Five Beasts number three. I read that because issue four comes out uh, this week as well. Mm. The, the only issue I had with that book is like issue three came out in November. So what I'm what I'm starting to realize because same things happening with Radio Apocalypse is like these books, these good indie books that you like. With that, with there being several months in between, you mm. forget about them. Yeah, you completely forget them. I don't blame anyone for going radio apocalypse. What the fuck? Oh, did I read that? I can't remember. Orphan yeah. and the Five Beasts. Like these are really good books. They're off the beat books. You know they're yeah. And but with they're so long in between, it's like, what the hell happened? Do I have to go back and reread? And and it makes it hard to want to really like sink your teeth into. But it's a really, really, really good book. Um, so we exist as a show, Joe, to let the people know, like, hey, right. it, it is worth going back to. The fuck yeah, yeah. So um, another number one I re- I caught up on uh, because number two, so, so a lot of these books I read today is because they have issues coming out this week. So we nice. ride uh, Titans number one. Um, I caught up on that and I enjoyed that. I would sort of compare it to Jenny Zero, but without the debauchery. Oh, okay, yeah. Nice. So You've been, been hovering around this one. I've been waiting for you to, to tell me a little more about this and how you feel about yeah. it. Nice. Okay, it's, good. It's a, it's a toned down, you know, Jenny Zero. Now, we know with Jenny Zero, it's written by Brock McKinney and David Duanch, and they mm-hmm. are, uh, you know, <laughs> they're some wild dudes. They're great dudes. They just got greenlit for their uh, their second volume. Over they sure did. Yeah. We're going to have to talk with them again about that And because yep. uh, I absolutely love Jenny Zero. So, you know, same thing. You've got Kaijus and you've got, uh, you know, big mecha warrior Titan bots. And, you know, uh, it was really good. I really enjoyed this. Gonna, there's going to be some good character depth there in that uh, series. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Knighted, number four. I yep. finally caught up on that. That might be the best issue yet of that series. Yeah, I actually just I had that set aside. I was just double checking because I couldn't remember what the ending was, and it was like, oh no, wait, that that's right. Now I I very much remember what the ending was of that episode. Um, yeah, I, this is one of my favorite titles over at AWA right now. I, I know they say four out of this is the fourth out of five issues, but you know who knows how this is going to end. You got to think this is going to get a second arc. 
Well, I mean, unless he were to meet, you know, an untimely end, which could happen. But yeah, I would like to see this character get a second arc. Um, But the whole premise with the suit anyways, I mean, it's limitless where they could go with this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, that's, that's, that's a very good point. Yes. It could be a, yeah, absolutely. So this is definitely one, even if you haven't, um, if you weren't up to date on all the, what was their big event thing, Joe, that, that, um, Diodato and who was the I forget who the writer was the, the, the big event the first thing I think you talked about resistance. on resistance resistance thank you so if you're not up to speed on all of the resistance stuff you can still pick this up this is centered in that world but um, it this, doesn't touch about touch yeah. on it at all other than maybe a few bits in the first issue yeah they really like it's it's well there I mean there are little things because like the villains kind of like have issues with all these people who now have powers and everything so yeah. it's, it's still a part of it but like you're not getting hammered over the head with it and like you said in the first issue. They, they really like set the stage and let you know what's going on. So I, I think that's one thing that we've kind of seen maybe more so just maybe it's just because we're older and like, you know, we can comprehend things better. But I feel like as a kid, when I did in the comics that I did read, it was hard to like hop in at certain times. And that's mm. like such a thing with superhero comics, but with the indies, like it's getting better. And night is night. is a prime example of that. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great one. You can read without having known anything about the resistance universe mm. and read it uh, and enjoy it, which I mean, and don't get me wrong. I love telepaths, but I am having such a hard time wrapping my mind around that title, not being in yep. the resistance universe. Yeah. When it so clearly should be, but yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, when, and I also caught up on Knighted this week. I also read shadow man issue six, Cullen Bunn, another thing he's writing right now. Again, he's on fire. Um, and I like shadow man. We talk about all his other stuff. That's like, this is, you know, Valiant is still indie, but shadow man is not Cullen's creation. This is still like, not, it's a legacy character in, in his own right. I'll tell you what though, man, it's this a legacy been, character for Valiant for sure. For Valiant a hundred percent. This is, this has been a lot of fun. You, new characters that have been around in shadow man for a while are getting mixed in. I got to go back and read some more shadow man, I think, yeah. um, because there's, it just seems like there's some really cool characters. I love all the, this is, I think you, you were the first one to say, it's like, he's kind of like got a Constantine vibe to it in terms of what he's dealing with, but very different, a different character in his own yeah. right. Um, but it seems like shit's about to really explode in shadow man. Um, but really enjoying that. The first volume of that, the first four issues are available to buy now. Um, Animal Castle issue three. This is from Ablaze, and I was telling you before the show, Joe. I knew nothing about a Blaze until I picked up Animal Castle, and that was recommended to me at um, by my local comic shop uh, owner over at um, Time Capsule in Seekonk. And I picked it up. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll give it a look. Whatever, kind of fun. Like, yes, it's it's a somewhat of a play on Animal Farm, um, but better. And it well. I, I would say it's still different because Animal Farm obviously is like a you know a timeless story and whatnot. I've really enjoyed this. I did pick up another book from a Blaze recently too, Life Life Zero. Enjoyed the art in that big time. Story was solid, but I think I'll be talking about Animal Castle um, on on this show at some point down the line. I'm gonna be looking for more Blaze stuff to pick up too because the art in both of these is really good and. To me, that says a lot about the, the the company. If you're getting like good, consistent art, as much as there's like a range. Right. Um, and the other one I had to catch up on was Power Rangers 16. This is the end of the Altarian War, and this is uh, Ryan Parrott is sticking with this title as much as he's going to do other stuff. Really enjoyed this uh, this the Altarian War. I thought he did an outstanding job with it. Um, if you are a Power Rangers fan, I recommend just in general reading both Power Rangers and Mighty Morphin. But I I think you have to go and read. 
um, the the Altarian War when the two trades are going to be available for you, both Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers. So uh, a lot of fun with that. Um, maybe hearing more from, from him in some other ways down the line, but uh, that's another story for another day. It is time for us to get to what's new, Joe, and we start with Marvel. Why don't you take us through it? Uh, so this week, dropping from Marvel, we have Amazing Spider-Man number 90. Uh, we have Dark Ages number 5. X Deaths of Wolverine number three, Black Widow 14, Silk number two, Iron Man 17, Silver Surfer Rebirth number two, Carnage Forever number one, Shang-Chi number nine, Devil's Reign Villains for Hire number two, and Electra Black, White, and Blood number two. But the big book, the big, big book that we talked with the author with last week about uh, this week is Ghost Rider number one. Holy shit. Yeah. So when we talked to Ben about it, he, he said how like, well, we knew kind of coming into our conversation that it was going to have horror influence and everything. And with Ghost Rider, that makes a ton of sense. Um, but he, like, you know, we hear about the intentions and everything, and that's important. As I'm reading this, dude, it's like the art absolutely hits. Um, you know, it still has like a superhero vibe, but at the same time, it's gritty, gets kind of gross at moments too when you're looking at some of these monsters that are popping up. But what I love the most is with Ghost with with this Ghost Rider story, you know, Johnny Blaze is, has no idea what the hell's going on. And then you get this one character that gets thrown into the mix where Johnny is, and you're thinking, like, oh, this dude's gonna go and like you you have a set of expectations for what this character is going to be. And like he's kind of in that line, but he's also different too. Like you're expecting him to go in one direction. It's like, yeah, it's kind of going in the other. So I, I really like that. And we get to meet a new character, um, like a, an ex shield agent, which I believe Ben told us about a little bit. Yeah. And, a new character. He created an FBI agent. And yeah, I like uh, her a lot. Yeah. She's fucking awesome. Yeah. And a lot of horror vibes in this. I mean, the art, the art was at an 11 all mm -hmm. the way through. And the, the horror sequences that we got, you, you know, which I loved what, you know, especially with Johnny, you know, I love good flawed characters. I talked about that time and time again. And, you know, Percy really, really dives in to Johnny blaze and, you know, all the fucked up shit he's dealing with and how it's affecting the people around him. And then, you know, as the issue goes on, you're just like, Oh fuck. Yes. <laughs> yes mm -hmm. yes i want it all like i never thought in a million years nicholas that i would ever read a ghost writer comic it's just never been I, I, as i told ben on the show i'm a pussy it was a yeah. kid i was afraid to read ghost writer he looked scary i didn't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole and so i just never got any sort of attachment to the character you knew of him fine johnny mm. uh, you, know, you know nick cage played him <laughs> yeah. Great. never watched the movies uh, you really just, never you never watched either one of them? Neither. It's like I, the second one I was like I was ready for it. The, the, the I mean, sorry, the first one I was ready for it. The second one I was like eh, I don't know, like this looks yeah. really bad and it was really bad. But when you when you when you take a character like that and you can write them in in such a way that is engaging and engrossing and you're telling a a, a tremendous story around it. Mm. Yeah, I, he sold it to me 100%. I mean, I was going to read it anyways. Ben Percy, okay, I'll give it a shot. But after listening to the interview, or after doing the interview with them, I should say, and then reading the book, because uh, we didn't get a chance to read it beforehand, which mm -hmm. was wild. Usually we have these books to read beforehand. That's true. Yep. Interview. 
Mm-hmm. So it really enhanced uh, my um, enjoyment uh, of reading that first issue. Yeah, and that that's a good point. You know, with Marvel, we do kind of run into that issue where we don't get to look at them all ahead of time, or at least one at the first issue ahead of time. But with Ghost Rider, I mean, like I think what we're seeing with Ben, like I really liked his writing bef- like beforehand, but what we're seeing with him with Wolverine and with Ghost Rider, where it's like, you know, I know it's just the first issue of Ghost Rider, but that was a real that was. That right now is my favorite for comic of the week. I know this is a saga week. We have not gotten a look at saga, and that's always the favorite coming in any week. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be tough to knock off. But Ghost Rider, I mean, this like with with both Ghost Rider and with Wolverine, what the one thing that we get a sense of in both um, to connect the two with Ben is like it's it's dark and it's gritty and it's not yeah. just like dark for being the sake of dark like these characters need to have that around them you cannot treat them like your normal superheroes like this isn't black widow this isn't iron man like who, you know whose titles we have out this week like he's the, these two guys are very different from everybody else and yes. you need someone who can handle that stuff and then when you look at his indie stuff too we talked about his awa work a while back it's the same kind of stuff and like that's not saying he can't do other things but this is where he's like you know He's he's got it going on, and Wolverine and Ghost Rider too. Like Ghost Rider's got more horror vibes. Wolverine doesn't yeah. have that, and it's so there's a range within that. And I I love what he's doing. I, I couldn't be more excited about this title. Yeah, yeah, I I think I have to agree with you. I mean, granted, you know, we didn't get the normal books we got, you know, get on on a weekly basis. So some of these we didn't get a chance to read yet. Mm. But I mean, as number ones go, I mean, yeah, that's his. I, just off the top of my head, the number ones I could think of, you know, from this year are Ghost Rider number one, Hulk number one. Like those two absolutely yeah. blew my doors off. Yeah, and you've been you've been alluding to this for a while now. Like I, I when we first started the show, DC to me was of, of the big two was in a better spot. I thought they were writing better stories. I thought the art was better. Um, like they they were willing to push the envelope a little bit more. And don't get me wrong, there are still DC titles that we like. We have a few that we're going to rattle off in a second that we're both reading that came out this week. Um, but like Marvel has moved, has taken things and taken control again, in my opinion, yeah. because we look at the books that we have out this week, and there's Dark Ages, which we both love, and it has been awesome. Uh, X Deaths of Wolverine, just Wolverine, anything Ben Percy's doing with Wolverine has been great. Um, Ghost Rider was awesome. I didn't check out Ferg's Carnage Forever, but I think he like that as well you're enjoying shang chi you know this black white and blood stuff that's been going on we're getting moon night of that too and like black April. widow's coming off an eisner you know black I widow's mean. kicking ass yeah and i read i didn't read that this week but the, the last issue i did read awesome so yeah all, all this stuff um like they, they and this is just this week alone they, yeah. they've you know shifted things from a storytelling and then, i mean daredevil to in devil's reign and everything so there's yeah. just in the x-men i know you've been, had frustrations but a lot of people have enjoyed x-men and they're continuing to enjoy it as we're kind of coming back into the mix um so yeah it's just marvel has taken back control and i think that's like in I don't like seeing DC have the you know second seat they could both it could be one and two and they could both still be good but there have been some issues with DC and let's move into them um I know you have one that you're going to weigh in on heavily, and we'll get to that. But you have the Human Target issue five, Detective Comics ten fifty four, Task Force Z issue five, which I'm way behind. I don't know if I'm going to try and catch up on this because it, like the first two issues were whatever. Batman versus Big B issue six, Aquaman issue one. I might give a look. Not sure. DC versus Vampires issue five, outstanding. Deathstroke Inc issue six. Really good. Really excited for what's coming with that title moving forward. We'll talk about that more in a second with your book. And then Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, Issue 5. I think this is this is six or seven issues. I think in the end, like it had a really hot start. 
and it's a solid book. I think this is a good book for kids to read. It's not, it's not kidsy, but I just feel like it's not really dealing with a whole lot and the art is good. Um, so it's, it's not one by any means. It's a must read for, for any of you out there. But if you have like a, like your nephew is what? 11? 11. Yep. Yeah. I think he'd be in a really good spot to read this, but what's the DC book you really want to dig into? Well, so for those watching, it's my background right now. Uh, Robin number 11. Uh, I talked about this on the show, um, around Thanksgiving and this book has just been great, complete and total surprise, uh, for me. And where the story has been going, it's just been getting better and better. And the way that this, this issue wasn't, didn't have a ton of action in it. Um, the story was, I mean, in the pantheon of issues, it was just sort of like middle of the road kind of thing, but, okay. but, but, but <laughs> the way it ended Nicholas. So there was something that how the, there was a character that we lost in the Batman universe some time ago. Okay. And the way that this one ends uh, had me picking up my jaw off the floor saying, Oh my God. Oh my, Oh mm. my God. Yeah. Are, are you, don't you fucking tease me. Don't you fucking do it. Ooh. This better be setting up what I think it's setting up. So uh big, big, big implications at the end of Robin uh, number 11 here uh, blew my doors off. Just, I can't wait to see where this goes. So we've got Josh Williamson writing this. You've got him writing Batman. Like, I don't, I don't know. Deathstroke Inc. too. Deathstroke Inc. So let's let's start to connect the uh, the threads here, and yep. uh, maybe uh, maybe someone we love uh, very dearly is is making a comeback. It seems like there's going to be a lot going on with these three titles, and I don't know where I saw it, but I think there's going to be a thing going on with all of them, and shit's about to get pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, hopefully, now with that. I'm, I'm totally here for that. I think that'll be fun, but don't make this like an entire arc for all three titles. Cause that's like, that's 18 books and that's two books, two titles that I'm personally not reading right now. Yeah. So I, you know, if we did it two issues a piece, you know, or three issues a piece, that's cool. Like I, I can get behind that. Um, but I am excited like to see like if something's going on with all three of them. And yeah. I'm just excited to hear more about this from you. I, you already told me what happened. So like, I, you know, <laughs> I'll stay quiet with your um, blessing. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, because I'm not reading the title. Like, well, I, 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 sh I will at some point because you've obviously done that on the show. Um, but as we go into image, we see like why it's sometimes hard to catch up. Uh, take <laughs> us through those, Joseph. All right. So as Nick mentioned earlier, Saga 56 drops this week. I can't wait to get my hands on that. Uh, Gunslinger Spawn number five. Uh, Philadelphia 19. Did you read that one, Nicholas? Yes. Holy oh. shit. Yeah. It was like, yeah. So we'll put it this way. There's a new player in the game and there's like midway through like Rodney, like tell, basically tells you who it is. If you know certain things about, you know, history and whatever, but there, it, like it, until it was confirmed, it was still like, yeah, it's gotta be this person, right? Like you were thinking that the whole way through, right? You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. My only concern was that the title of this issue was uh, The End or The Last Battle or something to that effect. Mm. So I start thinking, is this the last Doc of Philadelphia? Did I miss a news announcement here? Is mm. this is he wrapping this up? That would have been wild if we missed it. Um, but uh, Philadelphia 19, Two Moons, number 10. I've been enjoying the hell out of that series. Nice. Um Let's see. Where do we go next? Oh, uh, I, I, don't make me wait anymore. We have four image books that we really want to dive into. I need you to tell me what's going on with Department of Truth 16. Okay. So I, I, I teased this with you earlier. Department of Truth 16 uh, 
came out. I think it's been on break for a little bit. I'm starting to lose interest. I almost put this issue down. Mm. Part of it was the art, you know, so lately, you know, Martin Simmons is the regular artist on this book and his art's not everyone's cup of tea, but it fits very well with what this book is. But lately, you know, over the past several issues, they've had different artists come in and do, you know, various issues. Mm. And I did not like the art in this issue. And I did not like, I just didn't like the issue. Mm. And it's going to happen from time to time. You know, like not every book is going to be a home run, but Department of Truth has run, it's not running into, it has run into a pacing problem. Mm. It is stalled. Like mm. the first two arcs were fucking humming. And now I just feel like we're just spinning in fucking circles. It's just, meta dialogue it's just uh it mix it with the art like literally i got halfway through it i said i hmm. don't want to finish this hmm. i did you know so that i could bitch about it on the show right <laughs> but like i'm really bummed out because like this is a book that i've really loved and i feel like there's a lack of direction it's too it's bad. almost as if the writer is like uh, well, it's, you said you're the writer. It's it's your it's your guy. It's Tynan, and I mean, like at some point, like he's it's ever since the, the look. I understand getting an award and that kind of impacting you and what you do and everything like that, and that can be tough. And maybe that's what it is. And if that's what it is, then like obviously, you know, that sucks that you're dealing with that. But I can't help but look at the Substack stuff and see how he made that move and how he's like trying to take what he's doing, like how his success, and like capitalize it capitalize on it in a way that seemed like it could be detrimental and where we're seeing it and pop up in other things. It's like, well, it feels like it kind of has been and just based off what you're telling me. Cause you're the one that's reading all of, of Tynan stuff. I just, you know, I just, I just feel like he's going sideways with department of truth right now. Mm. Like I, the, the, everything was going like the, like the first 12 issues were just boom, 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 boom. And then just the last several issues, I just feel like, where are we going and let's get there and this it issue is, was this 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 issue was just it just felt unnecessary mm -hmm. and i hate to say it because i love this title i love yeah. i love the writer it's, it's it's got nothing to do with the writing it's just the writer is not moving the story forward it has everything to do with the writing well well it's the, it's the plotting it's not the dialogue yes yeah yeah, right. It's I, just, yeah, it's just. Uh, I, yeah. I, I can tell you, it, it's hurting you to even just say the negative things about it because, but it's, it happens sometimes. It's true, I got to be honest, right? Yeah, I can't yeah. just sit here and nope. fluff something that you know doesn't you know deserve to be fluffed. Right, right. <laughs> we never want to you know, fluff where you're not. I don't fluff to. for the sake of fluffing, Nick. That's good. That's I think that that's very healthy. Um, Anyways, I don't know how I don't know how to pivot off of that into the other stuff. Actually, well, no, you know, Bolero is a good way to pivot off into that. I would say because there's some there's that that book gets very risque. The first issue certainly did. Did you I, read the second one? I have not. I I absolutely intend to. But how'd you like it? I love it. I love it. I, I love the first issue, and I, and and so the the premise of Bolero is that you know you've got this woman and she's essentially having a midlife crisis, but in her twenties, right? Mm. And she's just fucking everything up. She can't get out of her own way. And, you know, she's it's it's a sort of sci-fi fantasy tale, right? So where at the end of issue one, 
she sort of she enters this gate she goes into this sort of astral realm and and she's you know i can't remember how many doors like 80 something doors she's given this key and said you 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 can use this up to 80 something times you go through a door and it's going to transport you uh into a different life mm-hmm. you know your life just in a, either a different time period you know uh you know w- whatever and she opens, you know, she uses the door, she goes in and she's like herself, like mentally, but she could be in her, her, in her own body, but in a different time era, or she could be in the body of someone else and she could stay there for as long as she wants, or she can bolt. But at, when she bolts, that's, you know, one off the list. So it's a really cool premise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so what, after reading issue one, you'd expect issue two to be a series and you know, see her in a series of different, you know, lives and it was fascinating mm. and it's 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 a real thinker it's it, it's still mm-hmm. risque uh you know it gets gets a little sexual but it's it's fascinating as hell and i absolutely love it so for those who haven't picked up the first issue yet because i imagine it's going to be available in some places still or maybe available on comiXology um it definitely takes a little while to get there in the first mm-hmm. issue but it, but they're trying to set you up with the character and, and understand like everything that's gone on and then once you get to the end of the issue it's like oh okay like now now we're getting going now we understand what the deal is and it's it, i agree the first issue was awesome and i think it was a double length issue too if i'm not mm-hmm. mistaken yes was, and that's right yeah and but that's so oh, go ahead I was gonna say, yeah, and that's in the first half of that. Really, it, it, like I said, it's slow, but it's character building, and so, and but I think it's necessary. And it's important because it really hammers home, you know, the the philosophical point of what this character goes through each time she enters a new door, mm-hmm. and the lessons she's learning, and the self discovery that goes on. You kind of need to see where that character sort of how they sort of hit rock bottom. And then how how it impacts everything else going forward. Yeah, it's um it it I'm so I'm curious, like as a little like aside here, because we're talking about second issue here. I've said for a while that to me, the first issue, like I have a different set of expectations than I do with the second issue. That's why, like we talk about Hulk, where that was really awesome. Uh it's King of Spies, like knocked my socks off. Ghost Rider was outstanding. Um, these are all like I haven't had as many like first issues where I'm like, Oh my holy! This is like this is as good as any issues I would expect in the entire series. Like I, I, I expect the first one. You got to set the table. It's, it's going to be tough sometimes, and I know, especially with legacy characters, it can be kind of tough. Um, but with for me, the second issue has to blow me away. That's where it's like okay, like the ending. I need something that's really going to hook me and reel me in and all that stuff. I brought it up with you a few times. How do you? Where do you stand on that? And, well, I mean, like, yeah, I, I usually will give a book three issues before I'm like, okay, I'm you either pulled me in or you're not. I mean, okay. perfect case, That's right? This the point, sure will, yeah. right? Was uh, was that horror book there? I was like, what the fuck am I reading this for? Vinyl, vinyl, and then I get the third issue, it's like, I'm in, and then I'm like, but I, I uh, what, what am I doing here? Like, uh, so sometimes it just it backfires, well, not backfires, but it just works in weird ways. But like, I'll usually always give a book three issues now that's not always the case sometimes like second issue you know this book stinks it is mm. it is for someone else and it is not me <laughs> um but like this this is a very fascinating book this is sort of like on that same plane for me as the many deaths of layla star 
Like mm. it's it's a it's a thinker. Mm. It's it's a different type of comic where you know we read Ghost Rider because the art and the story and the characters are badass, or mm. you know, we're reading Batman books because we love Batman. Like this one I'm reading because I I, I think it is a really good human case study. Mm. And the art is great, and the and and the writing is great, and it, it all kind of comes together. It's, it's very interesting. So then, kind of going back to the way I view it, you can having the first issue in general be like a table setter. It doesn't like obviously yeah. you have to have elements you like, but a table setter, you're fine with that. I'm I'm fine with that because I, you know as I've said before, like I just I just want a good story and I want good characters. Mm. I mean, if, if consistent art, and consistent art, right? If the first issue is just a slog. And it just it doesn't pull me in that it failed and it, it didn't do its job. But if I'm mm. reading, I'm, okay, there's there's something here. Um, I I think I, I I can work with this. And then the second issue, if it's similar, I'm like, okay, I'll give you one more. And if it really doesn't get beyond that by the third issue, I'm out. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, yeah. if that first issue was good but doesn't blow me away, but the second issue does, mm-hmm. then boom. Yeah, I think I think the second one, the first one's really important. I think you know, in terms of the art, but the second one for me is the story. But anyways, but we move over actually to a couple of first issues. Well, one's a one shot, one's the first issue for a miniseries. Um, let's start with Step by Bloody Step, just because you know we talked to the, the writer about it this week. That audio is going to be available again for those of you who are just joining us on the live stream. Um, this the audio is going to be available on Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you get it delivered right to wherever you listen to us. Um, but this was. Like we knew going in that this was, didn't have any dialogue in it, but it was like, wait a minute, what is going on? And it, and I was when when Cy mentioned to us how like in some ways it can be an exhausting experience for readers. I was glad he said that because as much as I don't think I ever felt exhausted, I did feel like throughout reading. By the end of it, I was like, man, that was a lot because I'm going back and checking stuff. Like, did I miss this? What's going on here? And and like the way he put it to like you have to investigate every panel it's just yeah he did a great job of, of, of like talking about his book yeah and i felt the opposite i didn't feel exhausted because i was just so drawn into the art i mean the art is gorgeous mm. and you, you i mean but you do really have to inspect everything because without there you know with there being no dialogue you know the, the story is being told to you visually and so you've got to you know there's little subtle things you can miss there's little um little nuances in there um but i think what they do is a really good job of is giving you these nice big sweeping panels and then in there like tiny little ones that like those are your like your real detail boxes you know uh, panels and you could follow it along and i you know quote unquote finger quotes here you know for those listening you know read it a few times before we interviewed him just because i wanted to just take it all in again you know mm-hmm. so I, it wasn't like i felt like i needed to because i missed something it was just it was an experience that yeah you know the only thing that came close to it was like maybe the first two issues of uh, a righteous thirst for vengeance yeah right where there I, was yeah. very there wasn't a lot of dialogue there either again it's yeah. mostly a visual thing yeah uh, but it, check it out it, i i can't recommend it enough because it is it is something else. It is yeah. an experience like you'll never have with comic books. It's a, yeah, it's a it's it's a unique experience. You know, we we have talked about it with with righteous thirst for vengeance, um, and it's fun. But that is more like that is like uh, like it's on like 
acid or whatever. Like yeah, it's, yeah, not yeah, all, yeah. it's not, it's not trippy, but it's just like moving at like a nonstop pace. And, yeah. um, and, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but this, this is different. This is a unique experience. And I think making it, a, I know, you know, he told us, you know, there could be more beyond the, you know, it could always be a sequel or something like that, but making this first thing four issues, I think makes it easier for people to get invested just because it's like now, okay. Like now I'm, I'm not trying to go and take too much in. It's not going to be like a monthly thing. This is an experience like you said and yeah. it's, it's a fun one to get involved with speaking of experiences too super massive issue one uh this was as advertised this is i reviewed step by bloody step and ghost rider this week for geeks worldwide you reviewed super massive issue one um of course this has to do with uh radiant black rogue sun uh what's the uh, inferno red red girl is that right uh yes yeah. so you reviewed radiant it for red, geeks worldwide. Yep. yeah radiant red yep but those yep. are the three characters at the center yep. of the first three um I know you liked it, but why don't you take the lead? Yeah, I mean, I remember when we talked with Kyle Higgins, you know, he, he was talking about all these great plans he had, but we had no idea what was really in store, uh, you know, for the, you know, Radiant Black and, and, and for that world that he created. Because we talked about it at the time, like, so there's a lot of, you know, possibilities that you could do. And we see what those possibilities are in this book. It, Supermassive mm. number one is a 60-page one-shot. And, you know, it, it's revolving around, you know, three characters in the Radiant Black universe, one of which being Radiant Black, and then two new characters that were being introduced to, Rogue Sun and... Um, uh, Inferno Infer Girl Red. Inferno Girl Red, thank you. And the story is... Yeah. At first, I kind of got the sense: Are we going to just going to get three separate stories in sort of one mm. volume that'll just sort of be a giant um, solicit for what's to come? But mm. that couldn't be further from the truth. This no, is a legit yeah. sixty-page story with these three characters involved. It's setting the stage, giving you, you know, just enough background on the new characters so that when their own titles launch later mm. this month and later this year. Um, it's going to give you that good primer, that good background. Uh, and man, I got to tell you, they're doing some really good shit. They got yeah. some really good shit planned. And so the story was great. A lot of action. The art was fantastic. Uh, there was some humor, you know, it had that, that radiant black humor from, especially from Marshall, hmm. uh, that, that sarcasticness that we're used to. So uh, if you're a radiant black fan, you got to read this. It's a yeah. must. So Inferno Girl Red is not going to be, or, yeah, Inferno Girl Red is not going to be out for a while, like the first issue of that. It's later in the year, and it says yep. it says as much at the end of uh, this issue. Yep. Uh, Rogue Sun, though, the first issue of that comes out March second. If that's not on your pull list already, I'm sure there's gonna, your your uh, local comic shops are ordering plenty of of that um, that comic. I would add it to your pull list now because 100%. Joe and I may or may not have had access to some uh, some of the you know first couple or so issues, and it is awesome. The art is awesome. You know, we'll talk about it more next week. Uh, actually, yeah. no, we won't because I because I've got my vacation coming up, so uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on. Um, oh, but you'll hear a little bit more about it next week. Yes, that is, yes, that is very true. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that a little bit later in the episode. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Uh, you know what, Joe? It's in the can. We can tell people. Ryan Parrott's joining us next week. Well, we may already have it in the can. Um, so make sure you uh, you listen in for that too. That's going to be that was that was a very very fun interview where we talked about Rogue Sun, some Power Rangers stuff as well too. So um, and then who knows if we have more planned for later on, but. If we're telling you that it's happening, that means we've already done the interview. So uh, make sure you subscribe to the show once again. 
All right, let's roll through these other ones, Joe, because um, there's none that we really want to dig into too much more. Boom, we got Berserker issue seven, um, which I, you know, I got to read issue six. Um, but and I, I am going to finish this off for the show. House of Slaughter issue five, which you have been reading. Power Rangers Universe issue three. All new Firefly issue one. Uh, and then we got the killer of colon i'm sorry the killer colon affairs of the state issue one which we do want to you i know you want to take a look at house of slaughter issue five how was issue four by the way that you were like dangerously close on uh on backing out on this story right i mean i'm gonna read it uh i'm just uh, buying time until uh something is killed and children returns to be honest with you gotcha uh why don't you take us through dark horse and uh aftershock and idw uh so from dark horse we have black hammer uh, reborn number nine um, Orphan and the Five Beasts, number four. I think this was the end. It didn't really say. I, I don't know. I'm a little confused. Um, <laughs> but a good issue nonetheless. Um, Joy Operations, number four. And then from Aftershock, uh, you've been reading Cross the Bear, uh, mm-hmm. number four. Issue number four comes out this week. And Heathens, uh, issue number four, drops this week. Yep. And then uh, from IDW. Right, we've got uh, Star Wars: The High Republic Adventures number thirteen, and Usagi Jimbo, Lone Goat, and Kid number two. Now, is this old stuff that's yeah. just okay? Gotcha. Colorized, so, yeah. yeah, colorized. So, if you haven't read this, you know, Usagi Jimbo stuff in the past, this is stuff you can absolutely get yeah. involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, the last few that we have: AWA out issue five. So, we didn't get the advanced copy on this. I will be catching up with you guys on that. Um, because I'm, this is one I've been kind of itching for to, to come to the end. Uh, Telepath, the final issue of that as well. It's issue six. From Dynamite, Red Sonia, issue six, uh, which Joe has been reading. Valiant, we have Harbinger, issue five. And then from Vault, Radio Apocalypse, finally back, issue two. The Rush, of course, by Cy Spurrier, issue four. And then we have Re- We Ride Titans, issue two. So that's going to wrap up the show for this week. For those who are new to the show, whenever we do what's new, only that means we have an interview. Again, we told you Cy Spurrier this week. Normally we would do that again for next week because Ryan Parrott is talking Rogue Sun with us and Power Rangers for that matter as well. However, I am going to be going away, so there will be no what's new this week. There will only be the interview that we'll be doing. We'll catch up on everything that we have um, in the following week. Whether or not we're doing a what's new that week or a mainline episode, well, you guys are going to have to subscribe to the show to find out or tune in when we do our uh, next stream, which will be guaranteed to be so what is that? March 1st. So that's going to be March 8th. If I'm not, if my math is correctly, that is the, two, the next Tuesday. So until then, Joe, uh, you can listen to change my mind. We just did a peacemaker exit survey. Uh, the, I've heard it both ways. You guys are doing season four, episode three. You got that right, baby. Oh, look at that. Uh, so until then though, stay sexy. You know it.